welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning the book of Hovos Halevavot, Duties of the Heart, of Rabbi Baia Ibn Pakuda. We're in the second book in chapter 3, in the gate of self-accounting. And today we're going to talk about two, two pointers that the Rabbi Pakuda is giving us on, on self-accounting. One is one should make an accounting in his relationship with God of the conditions binding upon a servant and assume towards his creator the obligations due lordship. We have already mentioned most of them in other chapters, but what uh, Rabbi Pakuda is saying here is that we have to make an accounting on our relationship with Hashem. Like, really, where do we stand? Who is Hashem and who are, I? Who are us? Who is on top of who? And, and to remember that in reality, Hashem is the king and that we are only here to make a dwelling place for him in this world, that we are his servants. You know, in life, people are successful when they know their place. If people lose their place, when they don't realize their place, in, 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 it can be in their business, if they're an employee, uh, or, or a child with a parent, or a child with a teacher, or any of these situations where there's authority and there's people who are, not, I'm not saying we're below them, but there's authority. So when a person uh, challenges the authority and, and, and tries to be more than the authority, that's when things start going wrong. So here Rabbi Pakura is, is making us see that we have to make a self-accounting of looking at our relationship with Hashem. Like, who are we really? in regard to God. And in regard to God, we are, he created a world, he created us with love, he has tremendous love for the Jewish people, he created us because he chose us to be his people, and, uh, and he created us because he needs a dwelling place in this world, and, and to be able to have a dwelling place in this world, he needs substitutes, he needs Jews that will keep Torah and will keep mitzvot. And that it's a simple thing. It's not something complicated. So when a Jew recognizes that this is the purpose of his life, this is why he's born, this is who gave him life, why he put him in this world, he makes his self-accounting, then he was, he's going to be a person that is going to be very blessed. And so we see that he blessed man with wisdom, Hashem blessed man with wisdom. He gave us chokmah binadal, he gave us wisdom, understanding, and knowledge so that we may conduct his affairs and know his duties to God as David, peace be upon him, said, I am your servant, grant me understanding that I may know your testimonies. Like David, King David, imagine, he was a king. But nevertheless, he knew where he stood with Hashem. He understood that Hashem was the king of kings. And so when the servant recognizes signs in his own soul, body, and every motion of his master's superabundant kindness, when he realizes that God continuously, continuously observes him, knows his inner mind, knows his heart, knows why he does the things he does. He has mercy towards us, like so merciful. He's so patient. So how God tries and tests him by permitting him use of his lips and allowing him to direct his thoughts with his good or evil inclination. Like he even gives us free choice. He gives us the hira. We're not robots. He gives us the ability to choose. So he will endeavor to remove from himself the veil of ignorance. When a person ponders on his relationship with Hashem, 
he's gonna take off the veil of ignorance and he's gonna learn to love Hashem. He's gonna yearn for Hashem. He's gonna study how to serve God better. How is he gonna, how can he make a better relationship with God? And so then he will be showered with God's abundant kindness and will be bathed in his supernal lights, as it says, Oh God, they walk in the light of your presence. And may God cause his presence to enlighten you and be gracious to you. So the essence of all this is to fulfill all the conditions of service and with a whole and sincere heart to acknowledge God's ex exclusive lordship. We have to recognize who is the king and does his love for God and God's love for him will be complete as it says in as it says in scripture, where it says you have singled out Hashem to rule your God, and Hashem has singled you out to be his special people, to set you high above all nations. All the peoples of the earth will see that God's name is associated with you, and they will be in awe of you. You know, I, I heard a beautiful story the other day. Um, there's a, a podcast called Stories to Inspire, really beautiful podcast. And there was this story of a, of a Rosh Hashiva that never went out to ask for money. He never went out to ask for money. He, he didn't have the need. And if you see all yeshivas, the Rosh Hashivas are always traveling and trying to, to, to ask for more money to be able to sustain the yeshivas. So the students were perplexed and said, this is not, not normal. Our Rosh Hashiva never goes out to look for money. This is so strange. So they said, you know what? He's not gonna tell us how he gets the money. Let's get him drunk in Purim, because in Purim people drink a little more than normal, and let's ask him. You know, when wine enters, the secrets come out. So this is what happened, and when they asked him how did he do it to maintain this yeshiva, he told them, I'm gonna tell you a story. So he said to them that one day he took his older kids on a trip. He has, I don't know, 13 kids, and he divides them by ages. So from 12 to 17, he took them on a trip on a big van he has, and they went to the north of Israel. And when they were coming back at 11.45 at night, suddenly the, the van um, broke down in the middle of the highway. And he's there in the middle of the highway, and he doesn't know what to do, and nobody stops. So he starts praying to heal him, and, uh, and then suddenly this guy stops in his car. He's a secular Jew from Israel. And he looks at him, he's a very frum man, like Haredi looking. And you know, in Israel, there's not a lot of empathy one towards the other. And um, this Israeli Jew sees him and he says, oh no, you're a Haredi, I'm not gonna help you. You're, I've heard that you're ridiculous people, I'm not gonna help you. And he went away. And so 10 minutes later, the man appears again, and he says, I'm sorry, my conscience didn't allow me. I, I, I can't stop thinking about your children and you being stuck in the highway. So uh, what's wrong with the car? And he says, the, the, the rabbi said, you know, I, I don't have gasoline. I, I, I didn't fuel it up, I forgot, and I have no gas. So the man uh, got upset at him and says, you see, I, they told that you guys were really in another world. You don't think you whatever. All day you're thinking about Torah, mitzvahs, and so the, 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 the day, the mundane day, you don't even think about it. What an irresponsible man with all these children, and he left. Five minutes later, he comes back. He says, no, I can't do it. Jump in, I have a thing. You can, we can go to the next gas station. You can fill your thing with gas, and we'll, you'll be ready to go home. 
So they get to the gas station, the closest gas station, and the, and the rabbi gets out with the, with the thing to fill with the gas. And when he's coming, in those days, they had to pay inside. When he's coming into the shop to pay for the gas, he sees a huge sign outside and it says, we sell gasoline on Shabbat. And the man stopped on his tracks and he turned around and he said, I, I cannot buy. I cannot buy. So the Israeli Jew says, what's wrong? He says, look, if they wouldn't have the sign and they sell gasoline on Shabbat, okay, I don't know they sell gasoline on Shabbat, I'll buy the, the gas. But they have this huge sign with lights all around it that says that they're desecrating Shabbat. And in, in reality, it's a Hilul Hashem. How am I gonna buy gasoline from people who are completely outspoken that they don't keep Shabbos? I can't do this. And so the man said, are you crazy? You have all these kids in your van and, and, and you're not gonna buy the gasoline? You're nuts. And so this rabbi looks at him and says, you know what? I love God and love God's, and, lo and God loves me. This reminded me of that. And God loves me and he'll take care of me, but I'm not gonna desecrate God's name in this place. So take me back, someone else will help me. So they went back to the van and the, and the man dropped them off and he was very upset. Then he came back 10 minutes later. He says, okay, okay, come in, come in. Let's go, for a Let's go and look for a gas station that doesn't sell uh, gasoline on Shabbat. And they went and they found a place. And so eventually he filled up his tank and he, was, he went back home and thank you, thank you. And that was the end of the story. Like a year later, the rabbi receives a phone call and he says, oh, you're rabbi such and such, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm this Jew that, um, that helped you. A year ago in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the highway, you were stuck there, you had no gas and I helped you and you were able to go back home. Oh, I remember you. I didn't thank you enough. Thank you so much. How can I help you? He says, well, really, I need to meet with you. So he says, okay, come to my house. I'll give you some coffee. I'll give you some cake. I'm, I'm so happy to see you. And so he came to his house. I think he lives in Bet Shemesh, somewhere around. Gets there and uh, he looks at the rabbi and says, look, rabbi, my father passed away. And my father was the owner of all the, almost all Tel Aviv. He owns huge amounts of real estate in Tel Aviv. And uh, I'm an only son. And so everything was left to me. And in his will, he specified that he was not a very observant Jew, but that he didn't want to get to heaven with no, with no merits. So he always gave a lot of tzedakah to religious institutions. And he told me, he left in the will, that I had to give 20% of his earnings, of these earnings that he, that he made every year, and 20% of what he's leaving me I have to give to a Jew that Hashem loves. And I was thinking, who does God love? Who does God love? Who would tell you, I love God and God loves me? And I remembered you. So from now on, I'm gonna take care of your yeshiva. And this is a story, it's a true story. And so we see that you can't go wrong. When you recognize Hashem is the true king, the ruler of the world, when you're putting situations in your life, where you think that you're being tested, you're being challenged. In reality, Hashem just wants to, to know that you love him. 
He's giving you opportunities to serve him. He's giving you opportunities to be the best person you can be. He's giving you opportunities to rise above yourself, to go one notch higher, to bring out potentials that you didn't even know you had. And, and when you show Hashem that you love him and he, you know that he loves you, then you will always be um, a blessed person. So I want to leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.